What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Fam, we are all moved out of the river house and can't believe I'm actually homeless. <laughs> can't believe I'm actually homeless. No, I'm going away tomorrow night. I go to the Gold Coast at the end of this week. I am support facilitating Preston Smiles and Alexi Panis's in-person, incredible, transformative, life-changing workshops of Bridge Experience. And I'm spending the next seven weeks traveling, studying, immersing myself with different mentors, groups of humans, really deepening my skill set around the nervous system, my own personal relationship with my own nervous system. So I'm away for seven weeks. I'm working on the road and I'm so excited to be getting back into community with groups of humans who I just really fucking adore and who light me up from the inside out. Just like we touched on in the podcast all around aliveness, which is actually super synchronistic that we've got Ash Hartree on today because the feeling of aliveness cultivated from the inside is something that she is so passionate about. But this commitment to self around creating a life that feels alive from the inside out is a path that I am determined to walk for myself first and foremost and then for others because every single one of us, we're yearning for it, we're craving for it. I am not about a monotonous, just get by, get through my life and then wonder where the fuck time went. I'm here to intentionally live my every single fucking day and I'm really excited to see what I bring through for me first and foremost and then for my business, for my clients, for my friends, for my family, for my loved ones, for my intimate partnership. I'm really excited to see how exponentially every single part of my life gets touched by my commitment to self. But today is all about the most incredible magnetic, sexy, beautiful, divine, tapped in, intuitive, wisdomful, just amazing woman, Ash Hartree. She is the creator of the SAS movement. And it's actually funny how we connected. Well, not how Ash and I connected, but how I got connected with the SAS movement. Remember in my podcast where I was telling you my neighbors didn't want to bump into me anymore because I was so upset about leaving the beach house. And I would tell anyone that I would bump into I would go to my local coffee shop, Yellow, and anyone that asked me how I was, I'd just start crying to them and tell them, I don't want to leave my house. And I ended up bumping into a friend. His name's Ollie, and he's the owner of Alchemy Breastwork. And he said, mate, how are you going? And I just bawled my eyes out crying to him. And I said, you know, my partner and I were going through conflict and polarity stuff. And is it, you know, I go through this and my two masculine? Am I not feminine enough? Am I not sexy enough? You know, all day long I'm working, working, working. And, you know, it's not the most sexy fucking thing, but then to be told by women that we have to be a certain thing. I was like, oh, I'm just so frustrated. And he said, you know, you are a hustler. You, you do work quite a lot. And he said, you know what? If you're open to a suggestion, I'd love to connect you with the SAS movement. I have so many female clients who have gone and just had the most incredible experience. I think you'll love it. I've heard really great things. And he showed me at the moment, I just thought, you know, I'll be polite and just be like, yeah, yeah, show me what the SAS movement is. I'm never going to go. <laughs> that was literally my thought process at the time, fam. And he gives me the Instagram handle. And I'm there looking at it and I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I wonder where it is. And I click on the maps and I see that it's literally four minutes away from the river home that Jake and I were living in. And I thought to myself, if that is not fucking God telling me that I need to go to this fucking thing, like, if you want to sign, Rebecca, this is it. <laughs> so I enrolled and now I have done two six-week SAS courses myself. And 
it's just been the most amazing experience from the first moment that I met Ash. I just thought, wow, you were the most beautiful woman I think I have ever seen in my whole entire life. I have not met a woman like her in such a long time. In fact, the last woman that I met that's similar to Ash is my mentor's wife, Alexi. And I remember seeing her videos online at a time when I didn't feel myself and her feeling lit up from the inside out was this energy that drew me in to think I have got to, I don't give a fuck where these humans are in the world. I have got to get in their space because how they live is how I desire to be too. And it has just been such a privilege to be a part of Ash's world. For me, she is medicine in human form, just every single part of her. And I'm really proud of myself for the work that I've done, especially around the bullying and being bullied by women, to be able to look at Ash and see so much beauty and not just her physical beauty. Yeah, that's a part of it. But her energy is what just makes her so beautiful, her presence, her desire to contribute and light other humans up from the inside out. That's what really makes her beautiful. And then the beautiful, incredible women that she calls into her dance space as well. I have made so many friends. We have had the best time, the most fun. If you're in Perth, Western Australia and you can get your sexy little butthole into her class, I highly, absolutely highly recommend that you make a way out of no way to get there for just one six-week experience. And I promise once you've done one, you're hooked for life. I hope that you love listening today just as much as I really loved recording it. It's honestly my favorite guest episode yet. Please make sure that you screenshot this episode, share it to your story and tag both myself and Ash and the SAS movement because we will love to connect with you. Strap yourself in for one hell of an episode, fam. Let's fucking go. Oh my God, fam. I am sitting here right now with literally the most magnetic woman I have met in person in such a very long time. Every week I come home from sexy dance class and pour my heart out to Jake about how I'm about to leave him and marry this incredible woman who has literally taken my breath away and has made such an incredible environment for so many women in Perth to come together. Ash Hartree, welcome to Raw, Real and Vulnerable. Hello. Thank you so fucking much for having me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting nervous. I feel like I'm on a date. She's so beautiful. She's here with me. No one else is around. It's just the two of us. You really are. I just have to take a moment to really just acknowledge you though, Ash. You're so brilliant. You're so magnetic. Your energy is just like, oh, and I feel like there's so much permission for me to be so much more of myself in your Mm. space. And the way that you've created this for so many women around Perth, it's just amazing. Thank you so much. That really, really means a lot. And I feel like you saying that it's given you permission to be yourself is obviously something that we're going to segue into that we're going to talk about today. And I just feel so honored when people come into the space and they say that it's yeah, a time where they can just be fully who they are, all of the crazy parts, all of the weird parts, the lovable parts, the parts that they've thought that aren't lovable, that actually really are and that make them uniquely them. Uh, it's an honor when people get to come into the space and just completely fucking embody that. Mm. So for anyone who isn't Perth-based or anyone yeah. who hasn't listened to a past podcast where I've told them all about the SAS movement, <laughs> who is Ash Hartree? And if they're like, what the fuck is she talking about, the SAS movement, what is it? So the SAS movement is a women's empowerment society that is created and cultivated around transformational dance movement mindfulness courses. It's very hard to sum up into a 10-second elevator pitch 
what goes on in the six-week containers that we do. It's a transformational experience for you to come home to your body, to fucking move, to actually dance because there's a lot of women that come into the space that have this belief that they cannot dance and so we're rewriting the narrative around what it means to dance and that everybody can. And it's a place to come and celebrate and just have some fucking fun with life. Like life is very serious. Life can get busy. Life can get fucking tough. So it is a place to come to cry, but to also fucking laugh your heart out. Mm. And I have done both. Yeah. In my two six-week courses, I have done all of those things <laughs> and created incredible friends in the process as well. And how did Anne even get into that space to be able to create this transformational six-week experience for women to come to? What was Asha's journey to that? So it's a very long journey and a long story, but to summarize it into a little bit of a nugget because I'm a Gemini moon and rising and I could fucking talk your ear off until the end of time, so we won't do that. I'd be like, Ash, land the plane, land the plane, stay hours in, let's land this plane. Um, so essentially I grew up dancing. It was a huge part of my identity. I went to John Curtin College of the Arts, which is a um, performing arts high school in Perth. I trained as a classical ballet dancer and contemporary dancer for five years. Weirdly enough, like a lot of people that meet me would be like, what? Like you doing ballet? Yeah, I know me too. Like it's a shock. (laughs) I definitely wasn't the well-behaved one in class, but I was definitely someone that was naturally very good at moving. It is what my body has been gifted to innately do. It's just a talent that I've always had and I fucking love it. Um, So I did all of that growing up and then once I left high school, I actually got a corporate job because I was offered a, a traineeship and I kind of took that route when my aspiration was to really pursue dancing, but I just didn't have, I guess, the support, the financial support and the means to be able to. So I got a corporate job, started working that. And then from about a young age, I think it was around 1920, I went on a bit of like a spiritual personal growth journey and it started young. I was doing all these weird things like <laughs> that just none of my friends really knew about. I was just off on my own little tangent, but still being completely myself. And then during that process, I did life coach training through a really incredible life coach school named the Beautiful You Coaching Academy. And I like to share this because I think it's very important to credit your teachers and your mentors. I think a lot of people in this industry do all this work and then don't fucking credit the people that have gotten them to where they are. Um, So yeah, the Mm, Beautiful You Coaching Academy based out of Melbourne, the most heart integral business that I've ever kind of come across. I did my life coach training through them and that was a really big pivotal time for me because I learned so much about myself. And then during that, I learned like, dance was such a big part of my identity and I really wanted to somehow incorporate it back into my life. So I was going to adult dance classes here and there, but I felt a sense of not belonging again. And like, I've come up against this feeling of not belonging a lot in my life. I'm a bit fucking out there. I'm loud. I'm a bogan. I like spiritual stuff. I like to get pissed with my friends on the weekend. I like to meditate. I like to like sing out loud. I like to write poetry. And it's just all these little things that make me who I am, but also kept me feeling like I didn't fit in. So when I'd go to dance classes, I felt like, fuck, I haven't danced in so many years. It was a huge ego check. Number one, I was like, wow, great learning curve. I now know what it feels like for someone that is new to dancing because when I returned to adult classes, 
I felt uncoordinated for the fucking first time in my life and it sucked. Like it was big on my ego and I wanted to give up. But it was a huge lesson because now I've experienced that. When women come into the space, I can understand them. I just want to put in there, we learn what we get to teach. So I think that's so amazing. Correct. And the big, the big nugget around this like whole journey is that I've learned so much of what I teach and I embody it because mm. I've been through the experience. So I did the life coaching stuff and I had, I just used to coach clients like one-on-one and I fucking frothed it. Like I frothed just igniting the shit out of women, like getting them into their own truth, their own authenticity, owning who they really are, speaking the fuck up, going for what they believe in instead of living this like half-assed, mediocre, living from the neck up life, you know, not juicy. So I did that. And then I actually did NLP training, which went more into my own subconscious beliefs. And then while I was in a process in that training called the Disney um, strategy, I'm pretty sure it's called, I came up with the SAS movement. So I was like, right, I'm going to blend all this personal development stuff that I froth on, spirituality and dance into one juicy nug and deliver that. And I was shitting myself because this was almost five years ago now and I only delivered it to my friends And I remember my first class, I created it. And it's a methodology that I have created myself. Like, this is something that is unique to me. It's unique to my own expression. And I remember getting everyone into the session. And the first thing I got them to do was breath work or pranayama, essentially. And I was so scared because I was like, what are these people going to think? Man, getting them to close their eyes down and breathe, like, this this type of shit is huge now. It's like cool and trendy. When I got these women to do it, it was not the cool thing to be doing. It was like that's some fucking woo-woo, hippie, tree-hugging shit to do, yeah? But it was so important to me for them to do that because I knew the missing piece in going to a dance class was that women weren't getting or people weren't getting the chance to drop into their body first. So mm-hmm. breathing and mindfulness was such a huge part for me to get people in and disconnected from the mind and the outside world, doing some visualization and really getting them in touch with their senses and their body and grounded before you go into the like learning, conceptual, cognitive part of learning a routine. And it's also getting people together. So yeah, I launched that in, I think it was May 2018 with my friends. And then from there, I have let it organically grow. I have just offered it to people that have then told their people. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram for like the first two and a half years, like none of that shit. It was just this organic, beautiful, slow burn of growth. And I worked part-time on the side. And I really want to make that clear for people on here that might be creatives or running businesses. Like I worked part-time literally up until two weeks ago. And this is my... Yeah, running. I'm into that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna penny drop in there as well. When I started my coaching business, I worked part time teaching Pilates yeah. for the first eight months, whilst I worked towards a financial goal that made me mm. feel secure and safe enough to be able to exit and put all my energy into my business. Correct. I meet so many coaches that come across my path that put all their eggs only into their coaching basket, and then end up living from this state of survival or scarcity and feeling like they failed. And Mm -hmm. I feel sometimes it's a massive ego check being like, oh, I have to go back to a skill set that I feel that I'm ready to distance myself from, but it's actually Mm -hmm. setting myself up so that I can succeed in the future and the thing that really lights my soul on fire. A hundred percent. I just am a big believer in 
magnetism and, and this energetic like receptivity. And the moment that you put too much pressure on your passion to make you profit, it creates this mm. like desperation and this desperate energy. Whereas if you have something to alleviate financial pressure, which is a huge stress in anyone's life, like this is the human aspect of living right now, right? you got to fucking pay your bills at the end of the day. And you might have to do something you don't overly love to get yourself there. But mm-hmm. the moment that you put all of your pressure on your passion making your profit, it can create this like, yeah, very, very needy energy. And I just didn't want that. And it wasn't my path. And not to say that that's the right path, but it was definitely a different path that I went down um, a much slower burn. Mm-hmm. But it's meant that I've really mastered my craft. I've been able to, over those five years, like, watch and intently see what women respond to in these sessions I've like mastered my own writing like as I write channel poetry and like that's been such a huge healing process for me and a very powerful tool that is a part of the six-week journey so doing it the slow way has meant that it's been slower but it's been uh far more enjoyable and it's made now the success of it feel really fucking good Mm, amazing I'm celebrating you so much and I love knowing the journey that it's taken you to get there. It's so beautiful hearing every single piece of that. There was something that I really pulled from it. I know that you were talking about when you get women into the space and even your friends for the first time, you got them into the space, you recognize in dance class, people aren't dropping into their bodies. They're not closing down their eyes. They're not breathing. And at the very beginning, you said, SAS is a movement where women come home to their body. Yeah. If a woman didn't know what that meant, can you give us some context to what it means for a woman to come home into her own body so for me to conceptualize that would be almost it's like trying to bottle up a feeling I guess and it's a bit of a process to get there especially if you've been disconnected or living in your head a lot but I feel like it's when you begin to really start to pay attention to what you feel in your body through your Mm. five senses like through touch sound taste hearing noticing those and then noticing like emotion and feeling. And if you're not noticing emotion and feeling, you can't really then express. And I feel like being in your body and being in touch with yourself is being in touch with your emotions and your feelings and then being able to express that in whatever form that might mean for you. Instead of just living from a very like neck up, talking this, not knowing where the talking's coming from. It's just like a thought-based thing instead of a feeling. Mm-hmm. And can you share with the women listening why that why that is so important for you, why it's so important for you to live from that place and why you're so passionate about teaching that aspect of it? It's not just about dance. It's not just about copy what I'm doing and we're going to have a sexy dance at the end of mm. the six weeks. Why is it so important for you to teach women how to get into their bodies? Because that is what it means to be alive. Mm, fuck yes. If you're not in your body, you're not fucking living. If you're not in your body and you're not feeling like grief, You don't know what it feels like to feel ecstatic joy. If you don't know what it feels like to feel sensual, you don't know what it feels like to feel rage, you're not living. And that's the whole purpose of fucking being here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a big journey going deep and down into your emotional body and into your feelings because you uncover all this stuff and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to need 50 years of therapy to work through all of this. But it's like, you either have two choices. You stay numb to all of that 
and you don't get to enjoy even the simple joys of life because if you're switching off from the bigger emotions, you're missing out on the small things like being able to cry over the sun setting. Like I know that sounds pathetic, but I fucking cry sometimes when the sun sets. I'm like, this is the most phenomenal thing I've ever fucking seen. But if I was disconnected from myself, disconnected from feeling and living and being in my body, I wouldn't be able to fucking appreciate that. And then what is the point of being here? Yes, yes, yes. And more yes. You know, it was so incredible even just opening the space before we hit record and talking about what's so important to you. You didn't just want to make it the ash show. It's so important for you that women take home tangible tools so they can actually go and apply things to their life to create their own change in their world. I love that. I'm really curious about the kind of fears that come up for women. I mean, my journey stems from bullying. So one thing that I was really proud of, it was either last week or the class before, and I'm partnered with Demi, and we just had so much fun. She was picking me up, spinning me around. We were laughing. I had such a fucking shit day. So during the day, I was like crying all day long in between work. Then I had all this laughter and fun at the end of the night. And I remember you reading your poetry, and I thought, I'm witnessing Ash and I just think she's so beautiful. And I just had so much fun with Demi. I've made a new friend. And like years ago, this class would have terrified the fucking shit out of me. For sure. I would have been so scared of you. I would have been Mm. so jealous of you, envious, thought you're way sexier. Your dance moves are just the best thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. There would have been so much envy and just, I just don't feel good enough or worthy to be here. And I'm curious for you, what comes up for women as they're entering these spaces and how do you support them to lean in if they're fearing coming? And is that a normal experience for a lot of women who come to your world? A hundred percent. Like the messages that I get prior to is basically majority of people shitting themselves. And I understand it. I won't go into it too much, but I experienced the same thing growing up. I had this thing of pretty privilege, right? You're the pretty girl, you're thin. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that too. You get sexualized by men and women also fucking are vindictive and don't like you. And... One thing that I've like really reflected on is that I have always kind of been interested by humans and I love humans and I also feel like I'm an alien and I'm not from here, but I've never really had that deep jealousy towards people. I'm a people Mm. person, so I naturally gravitate and like people. Mm. And so this experience with women when it was happening and it happened from a very young age, I can say from probably the age of grade three, I had an incident happen and it was pretty terrible. Like a, the school had to get involved. There was school psychologists. This one girl came to our school and she was not okay in general sense um, and created like a lot of turmoil for me. And it was, it was pretty scary. And that's where that all started. So grade three. And that was the first time that I was like, right, okay, not everyone just wants to accept everyone like I do. Then you add the, the pretty thin stereotype on top of that and then comes more stuff also you add on the outspokenness just being outgoing and bubbly you add that on top of that and it creates more like eyes on you and more daggers for people to attack you with so primary school was the same thing it was like the same you were in the it group but then there was people in the it group that absolutely wanted to fuck and tear me down and made it a really hard time and would steal my friends because I stole their friends and just all this crazy ass shit and so that story for me was extremely strong and high school the exact same thing happened again and it was even worse like I was lucky enough to have a boyfriend outside of school in year 11, so I distanced myself a little bit more from it. But from years 8 to 10, it was the same thing again. And 
that carried on strong. And I just remember being like, fuck, I can't wait to get out of high school. Like, I used to just hang out with the boys because it was easier for me. So I was just one of the girls that would hang out with the boys because I didn't want to deal with the fucking nonsense. And I'd get myself into trouble because I'd speak up and call people out on their shit because I don't stand for it. And I'll say something to your face. Like, I'm not afraid to say it to your face. But then that would get me in trouble because I would look like a bitch. So that was my narrative too. And so I can understand when women come into the space, that deep sense of fear, because it's a blueprint that runs through so many of us. And I think the key thing that I can say to people is, is that you have to trust your gut that you're meant to be there. And that when you come into Mm. the space, you're going to be met with a whole world of safety. I set a very clear energetic tone for people to come into the space number one because I just act silly from the get-go the moment that you act silly and you don't give a shit it gives other people permission to do this huge energetic exhale of like cool I don't have to be perfect here because Ash has come she's swearing her hair's not completely brushed um she's acting like a dork and it's all good and she's hugged every single person that's come into the space like human connection and touch is so big for me so I think For women coming in that have that fear, number one, it's so normal. So many of us have it and it's our choice to put ourselves in the right environments to heal that part of ourselves because once we do, there's so much freedom and connection and vulnerability that can be felt on the other side of that and the feeling and the emotion of being in the body too. Sydney babes, are you ready for your breakthrough? March 19th, I am bringing my signature in-person work to town for a limiting belief breakthrough three-hour in-person event not to be missed. Get into your body, break free from your limiting beliefs, feel your way through three experiential and life-changing hours with me and my incredible support team and powerfully claim the woman you were brought here to be. This is not just another mindset workshop because I could simply just recommend you a book to read instead. This work is true embodiment. Head to the link in my show notes and get your ticket today. I love that. And I resonate with so much of that story. Even the part about you having a boyfriend in year 11, because year eight to 10 was absolute torture for me. And I went Mm. to a private all girls school and I met a boy in a swimming pool in Bali. And I heard him talking about Alexander Heights. I was like, well, that's a Perth place. And his name was Josh. He ended up becoming my friend. He was my best guy friend. And it showed me a world of people who weren't my high school and I found somewhere where I was safe and I was just like, I can't wait to get out of Mm -hmm. high school and find somewhere where I'm just not tormented every day. And the SAS movement, just to really wrap what we were just sharing up, as I was lying on the mat listening to your poetry, I kind of had like little like tears running down my face and I just had the most fucking shit day ever. Demi and I just had the best time. I was laughing my ass off like a child. The week before, my girlfriend, Laura Carpenter, and I got to dance together. Our inner children just bring each other out. And I thought to myself, I'm so proud of me for this work because this yeah. like, this is an example of the power of breaking free from a story that could really destroy a woman's life, not being able yeah. to have those beautiful female friendships or even allow ourselves to get into amazing spaces like the SAS movement. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to share that. And I really want to acknowledge you for the inclusive environment that you create. I know that you said at the beginning of the session, inclusivity is so important. Yeah. And yeah, if a woman was fearing entering the SAS movement or any world where there's a group of women and she desires to go, what would you say one or two things she could do to really support herself to see the fear and lean into it anyway? It's to just show up 
I was diagnosed with social anxiety before I started the SAS movement. I went through like a really intense, really bad mental health breakdown. And in that moment, I really wanted to start the SAS movement, but I had this huge, like terrifying fear. Like I would cry before I would run sessions probably for the first year. It was a lot. And I just knew I have two choices. I can either go with this voice that is telling me, don't go, you're you're in danger, there's something wrong, or I can go with the knowing of the truth. The truth is I'm not in danger. I'm about to enter a space that I know is safe. It doesn't matter if I'm nervous. I can point the elephant out in the room as soon as I get there and say to another woman, I'm so fucking nervous. Because the moment that you just point the elephant out, especially when it comes to anxiety, it takes a whole lot of weight off your shoulders and it takes that huge grip of like trying to conceal your nerves away the moment you just say it. Because I can guarantee too that the woman on the other side of that conversation is going to go, oh my God, fuck me too. Like I'm shitting my pants. So if you're fighting that fear of yourself, it's like, if you want to change something in your life, you're going to have to do something different. And you're going to have to stop listening to that voice in your head that's telling you it's scary, it's fearful, it's not safe. If you know the truth is that, yes, I know this space is safe. Yes, I know I'm going to get something out of this and I'm going to grow. Then you have to do it. You have to feel the fear and do it anyway. Shit yourself, whatever. Like just, <laughs> you've got to just commit. You've got to say yes and you've got to do it. And then on the other side of that huge fear is, a massive reward for yourself in knowing that you are more than just what your mind is telling you you are and Um, that you're just capable of so much more. You'll build so much more resilience. You're like bandwidth of being able to put yourself in uncomfortable situations is going to become so much broader, which means your receptivity to life is going to become so much bigger, so much better, and you just can't lose. You can't lose in situations like that. Oh my God, I want every single woman in Perth to come to the SAS movement. I had so many women that would come up to me and be like, Beck, I'm here because of your Instagram. And I was just oh like, you're doing really? And I was also having, yeah, I was having a shit day. And one woman goes to me, I joined your partner's gym and then I started following you and now I'm here. And I was again having a shit day. And she's like, see, you do, you help people even when you don't know. I was like, oh, that just made my day. I'm like crying. It's actually really funny. This is something I need to tell the podcast team that we're calling this feminine embodiment and being a good cunt. (laughs) And (laughs) I love it. I was like, and being a good human. No, Ash is like, and just be, I was like, Ash, I would love to have you on my podcast talking about all things Ash, sass, spoken poetry, feminine embodiment. She's like, yeah, and just being a fucking good cunt. I'm like, that is the name of this podcast. (laughs) I would love to know. Can we share with the listeners, how would my life amplify if I was able to access more of my own internal feminine embodiment? Number one, I feel like there's a a really big overuse of those terms as well, which is a little bit tricky because it's kind of every feminine embodiment, blah, blah. And to me, I love to be in both my feminine and masculine energy. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. So... For me, it is coming into that space is a really beautiful practice and way to be tapping into your level of surrender, level of softness, level of slowing down that 
our normal day-to-day lives just aren't curated and cultivated around enough because of the style of the lives that we live as Western people, with jobs, with these things constantly on us, apps everywhere. Like we are constantly just head, head, head distracted. The moment that you come into a space where you can drop into your senses into your feeling, starting to play with different feelings of way your expression comes out when you hear certain music, like letting music kind of like ignite something in you where you're like, oh, okay, this song really turns me on or how would my body move if this song turned me on? It's like starting to have those little threads of connecting to expression more in a level of softness and sensuality. And it doesn't mean that it can't be fierce and savage. Like I don't think that I don't personally believe that the feminine has to be soft and floaty. Like I definitely feel like the feminine is fierce. She knows what she wants. She speaks her truth. She is loud. She is proud, but she's not scared. She is not disconnected from surrendering and softening and dropping in and turning inwards and asking the body the questions instead of the logic the questions. Hmm. So, yeah, when you come into the SAS space, we definitely focus on the inward journey of slowing down, the inward journey of firing up that part in you that has been told to stay small, to be sexy for the male gaze. I think that that's a very big thing to highlight too is that we don't really have environments where we're put in where our sexuality can be viewed through a lens that is safe and that is also celebrated. We don't really get those opportunities in society. If I walk down the street in what I wear to sass and I dance like I do in that space out in the middle of the Perth city, CBD, 12 o'clock on a fucking Monday, I can guarantee the gazes that I would be given would not be the same sort of lens as the women view us through in the space. So it is a space for you to explore those parts of yourself that normally you would feel shut off to or unsafe to express because of the life that we live or the society that we live in. And once you do that, you are able to find and express a new side of yourself that you haven't had before so that when you walk out of the doors, you're like, oh, now I know what it feels like to be fucking liberated. And now I know what it feels like to feel really sexy and turned on for me, by me, in front of me and in front of women that make me feel safe. And like that has put a cracker up my ass like because it does when you feel that you just feel like oh no one can fuck with me now like I've got so much to give and I'm not going to live small anymore and it's just the perfect place for you to yeah safely drop into that oh my god I love it so much and even there's a chat thread of our Tuesday night dance class and I was following the Instagram where every sass woman is an Instagram sass stalker so we can see what's happening on every different night at the end of six weeks, there's a sexy dress-up night where everyone gets so excited. Like week one, we're all like, what's everyone wearing? What's happening in week six? What's going on with the clothes? And it's only week five. And last night, I saw some women da- dressing really sexy. I was like, hold on, I'm going to get massive right. FOMO. Is it sexy dance night? <laughs> and so I'm already like, I'm going to go and find something sexy just so I can put it on for me because I know that I'm really going to appreciate myself. And I also know that the other women in the space are going to applaud and celebrate and appreciate mm. me. And that's going to be like that firecracker up my own asshole of just, oh. <laughs> we're just so amazing, but it's not for Jake. It's not for me no. to try and be sexy for him. It's just for myself. 
And there's nothing that. wrong with that either. I just think it's really cool to like roll reverse and be like, this is a time where I'm actually doing it for me. And it's incredible because then it also gives you confidence to do it for other people. Like there's so many partners and husbands that are like, whatever the fuck you've just signed up to, I'm giving your lifetime message shit. <laughs> some of the raunchy messages I get after some women going home after week six, I'm like, damn, like this is some Pornhub shit right here. But it is such a cool space for people to be able to do it for them first. And it builds confidence. And instead of having to try and figure it out on your own, you're having an embodied experience. It's actually an embodied experience because you're there and you're tangibly fucking doing it and you're putting that blueprint into your own being so that when you leave, you're like, "Mm, now I can like do this thing for someone else and feel really confident about it because I've been able to do it for me. Mm, Love that. A fucking man. Now, the really important question, Ash. What does it mean to be a good cunt? With all this big personal development hype and like, you know, it's becoming an industry that is going fucking bananas and all these people are doing all like grinding and doing this healing work. And I think it's easy to get caught up in this like perpetuating loop of like, what do I need to fix next? Like it almost becomes an addiction to like personal growth. And then you get angry at yourself for, not sticking to a meditation practice every day for, you know, 365 days a year and then we get all hard on ourselves. And it's like, are you just showing up in life being the best cunt that you could possibly be and being a good cunt? Are you showing up and, like, helping a friend out when they're in need? Are you actually actively listening to people when they're talking to you instead of thinking about what you're going to say to them next? Like, are you listening instead of thinking about just giving them advice? Are you watching someone and going, you know what, they really just need a hug right now. And am I going to be brave enough to break the ice and go, do you need a hug? You know, are you in your head on your pillow at night and be like, oh, I really enjoyed my day today because I noticed the small things. Are you really living in alignment with your word? Are you doing what you say you do behind closed doors as well as on Instagram? Like, are you showing up in your photos the way that you're really showing up behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're just being of service to the, even the small people in, in your life? It's not about, like, making this huge impact in the world. It's just about being a small ripple amongst amongst your community of people and inspiring them to be a good cunt too. You know? You're so amazing. Oh, my God. Does everyone actually understand what I say when she's the most magnetic woman I have met in fucking forever? Like the last woman that I met like you that really just took my breath away by her passion, her potency, her energy, and the last thing being her beauty, but your beauty being so just wow. The last woman that was was Alexi Panos, and that was so many years ago, and that's how I got connected with my mentor because I just saw this woman so alive and so activated by life and her energy just captivated me and it reminded me of who I believed I once was until I forgot and seeing her gave me the permission to be able to find myself again so I just really want to celebrate how brilliant and magnetic and incredible you are thank Um, you Ash Hartree Mm. what does it mean for you to be raw real and vulnerable in your own life it means I speak from my heart and I speak from my truth, I do work that really lights me up 
and makes me feel inspired. And when I lay my head on my pillow at night, I go, I helped someone today. I supported someone today. And that I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to be human and to fuck up and for things to hurt and to rebuild. I'm not afraid to start again if I need to. And that I'm committed to just being alive, like I was saying before. The moment that I feel like there's some sort of damp sheet being placed over my aliveness, it's, it's my duty and responsibility to figure out what the fuck that is and fix it real smart. Because we don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't fucking know. So we'll make it count now. Amen to that. Um, my word for 2023 is aliveness, which is very synchronistic. If women are just dying to connect with you and the SAS movement, where would they find you? So you just need to come to the SAS movement Perth on Instagram. So at the SAS movement underscore Perth. To be honest, I post a lot to stories, barely post a lot to my feed. So if you want to come, you'll know. Um, and then there'll be a website link for you to go to as well in the bio there. And if you want to follow my personal page, you can as well at ashhartree.com. But that's about it. I know we've covered a lot. So we I feel like the listeners have been able to take home so much. But I also know how important it is that they listen and leave with something really tangible. Is there anything else that you'd really love to share as like a big take-home tool for any woman that's desiring to connect more with her body, break free from any limiting body image stories, break free from any sister wounds? Is there any last piece of advice, guidance, or something tangible that you'd love to leave the listeners with? So I'm just going to invite everyone to close their eyes down if you're able to right now. If you're not driving, take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Exhale out of your mouth. Deep belly breath in. Relax your shoulders as you exhale. Inhale one more time. Exhale. If you want to keep your eyes closed, you can. Just take a moment to sit in stillness. Pay this moment to let time slow down, to let your body receive the words, to allow your heart to open and your mind to be at ease. I stopped searching for the big, shiny, showy moments and instead hunted down and took mental notes of the times I threw my head back in fits of laughter where my cheeks hurt and my belly cramped. I deeply felt and savoured the hugs that lasted just that bit longer, ones that felt like butter melting into fresh, warm bread. I searched and landed in the moments when they asked, so how are you really? And they saw my real answer as I looked into my teary eyes and pressed my face into their chest because they knew without words that I just needed to be held. I found the moments when birds sang songs directly to my heart and the moon and stars danced their way through twilight skies, putting on a private show just for me. I bathed in the moments where time stood still, 
because I pressed pause on that big red button. Allowing the sweet subtleties of life's delights to tickle me in ways the big, bold moments just cannot. I felt the breeze wave its way through my hair differently than it has before and noticed how the smell of the morning is so deliciously different in summer, autumn, winter and spring. I began chasing moments where my heartbeat burst out of my own chest with excitement and I let myself fall into a sea of darkness where the shoreline broke and crawled its way into my hollowest places. I fell in love with the sound of their voice as they whispered in my ear and the touch of their fingers interlaced with mine. I began touching my own body and speaking to it with sovereignty instead of rushing past the beautiful, delicate parts. I stopped, breathed, and began watching and witnessing with full intent. These are the moments that count, the parts you remember on your last day their little smile, the way they looked at you, or the joy of a passing-by dog, the taste of a perfectly brewed coffee, and the extra perky good morning from a neighbour on Saturday when they have that weekend high about them. The moment you step on a plane and when your feet land in a new place, and that feeling you get in your belly when you know something good is about to happen. I realised my life wasn't a sum of the milestones and big accomplishments. Yes, they count, but instead it's a tapestry of all the delicate moments I managed to memorise and weave into the greatest story of all time, my life, and this is yours. Make those moments last make those moments count. Hmm. Ashley, no, I think thank you so much having for this incredible time. You're so incredible. And I'm so grateful in 2022 that our paths crossed. I'm forever thankful that me I too. moved into this house that got me to the SAS movement. Thank you, my I'm love. so grateful for you and for you. I feel so honoured to be on here. I just extremely, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for allowing me onto this platform and to share with your community. I am, yeah, I'm so deeply honoured. So thank you. And thank you for making it fun. (laughs) Mm, My favourite thing. My favourite thing. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.